Blog Talk Radio. That was a weird. That was weird. This is a riot. I love my song. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Who's uh, responsible for our I delay guess. there, this one's, say. This one's mine. Yeah, uh, distracting me with all your <laughs> babbling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this week, uh, we're, we're doing Jupiter Ascending, and yeah. uh, apparently we should have done SpongeBob. Because Man. that, but we were. Went it's insane. funny. We were just talking about this last night briefly because we went to go see Jupiter last night, the Late Show, and you had you had talked to me about getting there. Maybe we need to be there early. Who knows? We went and saw it in 3D. Right. And I showed up just before you, and I thought we were in a lot of trouble right. because the theater was absolutely packed. And, and in a way, I couldn't tell. It, it was one of those things. It's almost like when you wake up in the winter. For people that live somewhere where winter is darker, this more is often. A great story if already. you wake up at like five thirty from a nap and you're just not sure it, if it's a.m. or p.m., right. you have that weird moment of like, I don't know what's happening. Like I couldn't tell if people were going into the theater or coming out because they were stuck right. in this big exodus, and there were hundreds of people leaving at once. And I guess. Once I could SpongeBob was it just was SpongeBob. the thing, man. It was everything. So it, it, and you know, I it was crazy. I mean, it I was think really, it's weird really too weird. because even if you like SpongeBob, I mean, I guess if it's you know you're, the kids are just going. It, yeah. does, it doesn't matter if it's good or not or whatever. It, it's SpongeBob it's that film, right? But it just looks odd to me, even for like SpongeBob relatedness. So I'm so whatever. I, I'm a few I, years I away know. from being in that SpongeBob target audience. I mean, not just for me personally, so. but as like the the parental <laughs> right. godfather, uncle kind of thing. But I saw that one preview that blended the live action and the animated thing, right. and I looked at it and I went, "Oh, that that could be something. That that, that could be fun. Like, <laughs> well, that could be I fun. Don't know. It could be, I guess. Uh, similar sort of thing when you saw the uh, Jupiter Ascending trailer. I'm thinking. Anyway, um, next week, right? Uh, our special thank you tribute to the Kingsman is. Oh it's man, God, I, this week. thing's getting two stars out of the gate just for that, just for exactly. saving me from Fifty Shades of Hell. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for Fifty Shades Grey, we're not going to be covering that. You're going to see week, it, right? You're so. going to do the review for it. Uh, well, you're going to have to see I'll it. I'll have to see it at some point. I know. I'll oh, have to look, see it at some I'm, point too. I'm getting texted. <clears throat> well, sorry, you can get texted. Um, yeah, I still. I, I mean, anybody who's been listening to us, at least you don't even have to be a long-time listener. Just in the last month or so, we've been fretting over <laughs> over the appearance that on Valentine's Day weekend, me and you well, would have to go into well, the theater, and sit next to each other, and watch Fifty Shades, 50 Shades. Of which is no big deal. It's just funny. The, but the still. problem with it was that Fifty Shades announced <laughs> when it was coming out so early. Yeah, I know. And it was like, <laughs> boom, we're setting that date, and yeah. look, it's Valentine's Day. When else would we come out? And so nothing else is clearly locked nothing into wanted that to do time right. for a while. Well, <laughs> oh my God! Anyway, um, I know it, there's lots of Fifty Shades fans who don't want to hear us bagging on. No, it. and that, and and maybe the movie will be entertaining in a way that I never could that's find. That's not the book. what I've heard. <laughs> I'm wondering if we're going to go see it like we went to go see Ted, and we we stood outside for a minute, and I'm like, I can pick everybody going into the theater because yeah. Magic Mike shows that you night. And the girls, right, the women, the the going. mothers, the sisters, the sororities, all the all the packs yeah, of women yeah. coming in, you knew they weren't going to Ted. Right. And then the other groups that were coming in clearly weren't going to Magic Mike because they weren't dressed up like Channing Tatum was going to be a, there. I think it's a weird thing, too. That not was that, so, not that, that we really so need a giant Fuji Shades of Grey tangent to go on. I, mean, I think do. it's weird because who are you going to that movie with? I think you go with a bunch of your friends who who – Gave you that book initially and said you have to read this, or a group of your book circle friend. Like yeah, I think there's a whole, luck. I think there's a whole crew of people that will go, and we're going to see them. I mean, when we go see it's, the Kingsman, it's not exactly date night movie. I don't right? know. <laughs> I don't know. That's maybe, you. Maybe that, it look, is. you're getting texts and phone calls. Maybe you really have to. Uh, maybe you got to really step away for a minute. My big thing on Fifty Shades of Grey for anybody that cares about it is is a lot like Gone Girl was. Um, and I was surprised by how David Fincher had turned Gone Girl into something better than the book I had tried to read. I just, you know, I tried to read Fifty Shades of Grey. 
mostly because um, I'm a big fan of pop culture. I really love knowing not only what is happening in causing the big positive ripples across pop culture, whether that's in film, whether that's in TV, whether that's, you know, in movies specifically. And, of course, this is a movie podcast, so we should try to stick more to it. But when something really hits on the radar of pop culture, that's interesting to me. And and it's interesting to me in a in a big way for movies because it's the thing that I find to be the most, you know, consumable. I can sit and watch a movie pretty much anytime. Just like you, driving down the interstate as long as I'm not driving, you know, if I'm on a bus, uh, if you're on a plane, if you're traveling, if you're hotel, wherever, you can watch movies now pretty much anywhere you want, but books books will always have a different place for me. And the thing about 50 Shades was I'm it was such The thing about Fifty Shades was that it was such a big impact when there didn't seem to be any other impact in the book world. And I tried to read it, and I found it really, really insufferable. Like it was just Uh, really difficult. I tried to read. read I tried to read it, and I couldn't do it. And And, and uh, it was so my my wife read it. Yeah. And I'm not sure if she got all the way to the end. She might have got right. all the way to the end on the I'm suddenly a speed reader kind of yeah, right. uh, skimming through the rest right. of it or something like that. And then I tried to read it. I was just I just said whatever. It I mean, was it, it was real it's hard. Weirdly poorly written. Yeah, it wasn't and it's not that I'm uh, you know, not that this matters and we'll we'll end this part of the digression, but it's not a prudish thing. It's just a it just it wasn't interesting, and it was badly written. And sometimes one thing can carry over the other. If it's really well written but not interesting, I still might read it just to see what the buzz is about. Right. It didn't take very long to figure out what the buzz is. But you know, out of curiosity, if the movie is really great, it will be like Gone Girl in a way, where I found the book to be really, really difficult to read. Right. Not the screen, but the man, screenplay, the screenplay great. will have to make right. massive improvements <laughs> yeah. over the source material. And I suspect it's probably going to stay pretty close to the source material, right? Which, because you have to, because itself. you have all the fans so anyway, who that's, want it to be just like that. Yeah. Although apparently, one fifth of the runtime of the movie is sex scenes. That was yeah. the that was the internet buzz. Oh uh, yeah, a few days ago. It's weird. I'm not entirely sure. Well, there's going to be a lot of protests about the violence against women and the misogyny and the yeah, things whatever. that were there for the book anyway. So it'll be interesting to see what the reviews are from it when it comes out. Both, I'll be curious for the critic thing because I wonder what they can do with a mega you right. know source like this. But this is one of those rare times where I'll be more interested, like on Metacritic, where it has the actual viewer experience, the regular person. Right. I want to see what those people say. I wonder what right. it really is like for them. So. Anyway, uh, at any rate, so The Kingsman next week, yeah. uh, really, really good movie. Yeah, <laughs> coming out next <laughs> week. Uh, go see that. So, um, okay, Jupiter sending. Now we got a email. That, I was going to ask if we got any emails over the lists and things. We've been uh, doing lists for weeks, and we have not much. we've gotten several hmm. uh, emails about the list. But you know, the majority of the ones that we have uh, gotten about our lists are just kind of. Ah, this movie's not so great. That yeah. movie wasn't that bad. Yeah. But nothing That's okay. Nothing, nothing really weird. Really like okay. we need to uh, bring bring you on the air. Although <laughs> it's funny because we were talking about the Kingsman. We did get an email from Mitch, and I believe it's in San Diego. I can't hey, cool. uh, All right, remember Mitch. for absolutely sure. And he just was asking us about the Kingsman, and he basically said he wanted to know what we really thought, like what our real preview was. Oh, like uh, what our real sense is what, of what, the trailer versus what, what we thought us. was going on with this movie. Had we <laughs> yeah. seen it already? Had we seen lots of it? Yeah. Uh, I've seen a fair amount of it. I've seen probably maybe uh, going on like a half an hour worth of yep. clips and stuff like that of of lots of different parts. And, you know, it is weirdly cool. Yeah. It's kind of a straight – now, there's like a graphic novel or whatever – that it's from. There's some. This is source uh, material. There's uh, there's something that it's from. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a graphic novel. And uh, but anyway, it's kind of a, a cool like throwback to, you know, James Bondy stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, let's take James Bond and like really ratchet that up, right. <laughs> you know, and, right. and really have uh, massive gadgetness. Instead of like the James Bond movies now are going, eh, gadgets aren't that interesting. Let's go a different direction with James Bond. And this movie is, you know, the other way. Right. <laughs> and everything's right. a gadget. And, you you know, your suit's bulletproof. Your umbrella's bulletproof. Yeah. 
your lighter's a hand grenade, and you know you get to see <laughs> the little part at the trailer that shows uh, Colin Firth is showing off the room kind of to this kid that he's trying to get into the Kingsman. Right. And you see the big racks and racks and racks and and the kid's like, oh, what's this then? You know, whatever. And he's like, no, it's a hand grenade. And, it, you know, whatever. Right. So it's just super gadgety. But it looks really fun, actually. Yeah. I think it looks like a good time. It doesn't look <clears throat> like, you know, the next greatest movie you've ever seen. But it looks like a lot of fun. And I kind of have faith in Colin Firth. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's, he is, that's not bad. he's been in some movies that I didn't love, right? Yeah. But he's been in, I, I have a, I don't know, I have a fair amount of confidence in the stuff that he picks, even when he's in stuff that I think, ugh, you know, like, and, you know, one that stands out for me is a long time ago. What is that movie? It's like What a Girl Wants or something. It's yeah. the weird British. Yeah. The girl comes over and, uh, you know, going into that movie, nothing could look more goofy and silly and nonsensical, really. Right. <laughs> but right. that was a fun movie. I mean, that was like surprisingly, you know, that wasn't a great movie either. Yeah. But for like a younger crowd that it's obviously aiming for, you know, that was right. a pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, especially considering like the competition that other movies in the, you know, looking at the same target audience. Right that are just dumb by design yeah. kind of. And and uh, that one was pretty good. And I don't know, it seems like whenever I see Colin Firth, <laughs> I'll look at a movie and go, eh, I don't need to see that. And then it'll be like, Colin Firth is in it. And I'll say, right. well... Maybe I got to... Well, this is, you know, the source material is from uh, the comic, like you said, Mark Millar did it. And the last time that Matthew Vaughn, who directed The Kingsman, did a Mark Millar film, it was Kick-Ass. Right. And that was amazing. Right. This, the only thing that... that initially like kind of made me pause about being over the top excited about it is that it's over two hours long it's almost two hours and ten minutes long and i thought man this better be a lot of fun for that right. long because that's a long time to tell the story that it appears that we're getting in the trailer right. whether we get that story or not and is different but yeah unless there's unless there's a lot of other there might be a ton of twists, other stuff but maybe we're gonna really go deep into right some character or something, but it, yeah, it, it is a it could simple be, story that should be quicker. It should it be quicker, like, it seems yeah. like, like an hour and 40 minutes, maybe 145, but if, if this is a half hour longer, maybe that's a good thing, because if it's going to be as fun as something like Kick-Ass right. was, maybe I don't want it to just be an hour and you know 30 minutes, so we'll, right. we'll see, but I had been asked to, it's interesting you bring that up, um, I had to remind people that we've been doing a lot of lists and things, um, they want us to do more of the like our trailer assessment. So, oh right, like right. So, but we, we, we we've been doing did a lot that of for a while. And we kind of lost it. Right, we so, did, but yeah. we were doing a lot of screeners and doing all the different things. And I got to tell you the truth, I don't, I didn't really see screeners for things that we've done recently, like Mordecai, I Black didn't or White. See a lot of trailers for so, certain things. It's, but you know, the end, like of, the end of the year is crazy. It is different. So, it's a different set of stories. And, and I do have to. So that's, I guess, a pretty decent wrap up of what we. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward I, to I it. Have the uh, sub question of Mitch's email oh, yeah. was, uh, <laughs> he said, you know, you guys talk about giving the ratings all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, and then you babble, right? So we right, should do that quicker. for for a long time. No, he didn't really. He didn't really say he cares whether we do it or not. He just he just throwing this out in the email, yeah. uh, asking a question and said. And then you babble for a while, and then, you know, I'm paying attention, listening to the shows week after week, and then uh, really pretty much exactly 15 minutes in, you guys give the ratings. Well, so why don't you stop pretending that that's not totally planned, oh, and wow. you're just you're that's doing it exactly. Bitch. You give us way too and, much credit. And, and I had to laugh at that email yeah. um, because it was so awesome yeah. that someone's paying that much attention. That's awesome. Far more attention than we are. We, if you could see the studio <laughs> right now, uh, give us credit. Yeah, so far beyond we don't. anything we wing that everything. we plan. We really do. Um, but maybe that's how. What happens is that we get to forty-five minutes, it. like we are right Let's now. Let's do it. Let's do it for Mitch. Exactly. Right now, we're at <laughs> fifteen minutes in. What happens is the clock gets down to forty-five minutes, right. and it's not that we plan it out exactly that everything's going to take that long. It's just right. that we get to the forty-five minute mark, and we go, "Oh my god!" Wow, we've been babbling. <laughs> we right. have so. And you babbling. would think people would think after the after they see all the shows and movies that we have like a clip 
board and a check mark. Oh yeah, there, there's a like, big okay, whiteboard in front of us. Yeah. We're we're in front of there's a, a little uh, intern guy. Yeah, right. Giving us uh, we've got two flashes. drinks, two cell right. phones, two microphones, and that's it. Right. Like we just we wing it. But um, so it anyway. is it is really. Uh, Thanks for paying attention That's awesome. to us. Right? I've noticed that a bit, but not. Sometimes we really go like yeah, late. So, sometimes, sometimes it goes off. But uh, people do seem to like the early review too. They like hearing the stars and then listening to us. Right. Anyway, so maybe we can do that. So uh, okay, Jupiter ascending. So now I do want to say before we jump into the ratings that we have some clips, uh, yeah. some interview clips. I when I made the show, I I promised I would have some because I had a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Right. And uh, these are all pretty short. They're too. they're not interesting either. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, <laughs> you're not you're not getting anything. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. The main reason I picked the clips that we do have, uh, you know, not to spoil my rating here, is just because I I wanted to showcase the delusional qualities of oh. the people who are involved in this movie. Wow, you really. Uh, like anyway, so the trailer. So so yeah. let's do the trailer real sure. quick um, before we give the ratings. I I don't know if you get a good sense. Uh, you get a good sense, I think, of the plot, yeah. maybe, how it's going to work. To a certain extent, the visual style. Um, yeah. But uh, but I thought I saw the trailer and I thought all right maybe there's a chance that the Wachowskis have uh, come to their senses right. in, in some way put lightning back in the bottle <laughs> and, right yeah, that kind of thing yeah and so then in that in the goodness of the movie right uh, trickery going on in the trailer I think you're not maybe getting a fair right. sense of I also thought when we were leaving the movie I thought. For a second, I thought um, we may have a really big difference in our ratings. Yeah. And uh, then I remembered that uh, you were sleeping at one point. So. I pretended <laughs> to sleep. I was like, <sighs> and you're like, dude, no sleeping. I'm like, this is so boring. Uh, so anyway, so yeah. um, there's not a lot to say about the trailer, though, in this particular no, I, instance, I think. It's I only a, saw it's that a one. Pretty, it's a pretty solid trailer. It's yeah, a pretty it's standard, yeah. you know, trailer. It's like this is this is where we are. This is where we're going. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, it follows the normal right. pattern, whereas a lot of them recently, yeah, are off, really off, and don't yeah. right, right. Anyway, it's uh, it, it's kind of, I guess, a good representation of what you're going to get, except yeah. that it might trick you into thinking that it's going to be good. Wow, you really hate it, right? This. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so right. okay, we will uh, go into the race. See, now we've wasted more time, so right. we can now throw, we can throw Mitch Mitch's, off. Uh, Mitch's exactly. Off. Um, I I am really rock solid at uh, a half, <laughs> <laughs> and and the only reason it even gets a half is that uh, there were some parts with Channing Tatum that I thought were okay, and other than that. Yeah, this is really, really hard vying for one of the worst cinematic experiences of my entire life. If I could leave, I would have left. Yeah, yeah. It, it, at one point, not terribly far into it, but but far enough to really know what we were in for. Uh, I almost leaned over to you and said. Man, Resident Evil is looking pretty good. I had that exact Did thought you? in my head. I thought when we were like maybe an hour in, I'm not sure if we've got exactly how long this is, but it's around two hours, but not yeah. quite, I think. Yeah. Um, that's weird. Cause it, it, but man, it right, right around an hour in, uh, and it does feel long, I started thinking – I'm in trouble now because I feel like I would watch Resident Evil again before yeah. I watched this. This is two hours and seven minutes, and oh, okay. I, and I only okay. know that the credits are nine minutes long because I always look off this really fast right, right, to right. see if there's anything right. at the end. And thankfully, you weren't even going to stay. You were nope. like, I don't even care. <laughs> yep. You know, and uh, you were. Up. They could have like a 15 um, minute special bonus thing, and I wouldn't stay for it. I, I it's funny not to kind of piggyback on your thing. I gave it one one star. Oh. And the one star was entirely and perfectly for the visuals. 
because yeah. I thought the movie there though, are some cool visuals. The movie I'll and and, and I'll say this too because there was a point where we were watching the film um, when when Mila Kunis is in the hospital and Channing Tatum comes in and you know air skates over everything. Right. There's a moment there when I remembered how much fun I was having watching something that I completely hated in 3D. Because it right. looked great. It, 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 it did have it a lot of parts looked that looked really cool. great. And, and in 3D, I think I enjoyed more of my despair than I would have if I had right. seen it without. So right. only only one star. So you recommend seeing it in 3D. I do. I recommend but not spending, seeing it. <laughs> I recommend spending more money to see it to in see 3D that so that you don't, you want, don't to want to see it. Right. But it is, it, is, it is wholly one of the... The easiest notches to put, and we're only one week into February, so we're five weeks into the year, right? Right. I already know what one of the worst films, if not the worst film of the whole year, is going to be. If this is not my number one worst film, I will be massively surprised. Well, if this isn't, can you imagine the rest of this year where this isn't even on your top ten? No, I can't. I I might stop movies. I I might might just give it up. I was going to say, we might have to do a cross stitching podcast. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I was, I was almost in entirely and completely bored from about 20 minutes in and I was surprised because the Wachowskis have have done like six films in a handful of years you know in like 15 years and some of those have been the biggest sci-fi films of all right you know they're they're responsible for a lot of things that well it's it's 99 so it's 16 years now well it is It, it was the Matrix and and even though I didn't like the book Cloud Atlas, and even though I wound up not really loving the film, I understood what they were doing with it, and I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, I still hated that, but it probably had more to do. With, it's hard to judge. That's exactly how it was where it went wrong, right? right? I think because the, yeah, I have to imagine that I would hate that book. Yeah, the book wasn't based on the movie. Where a lot of times, you know, we'll see a movie based on the book and go, "Oh, that movie was awful," but I bet that but book, I bet the book is, is great, is great right? right. Right. And and it was it was sort of hard to judge exactly where things yeah. were there because I didn't like the movie at right. all. Right. Um. I think I probably gave it way lower than you. Like, maybe I think I gave it four because I gave maybe. it something pretty you gave low. It pretty low. And, well, and and I'm watching the movie going, and I bet I hate that book too. <laughs> so, and when I I don't know if you remember this. I as another quick dive, you know, a tangent. I told you about the book and how close it was to the film, and I described how the book opens right. up, and you right. were like. Yeah, I don't have to read that. I'm, I'm, I'm right. good. Exactly. No, I, you know, I think these, I, I think this team is very talented. I don't think they're Cohen brother talented, but I think that they had talent, and I don't know where it went, unless I'm wrong, and they got lucky. Like, it, it, it seems like in a way, they're not Cohen brothers, which seem to have gotten better and better. Even if you don't like that version of their stories, like the Cohen brothers are kind of on top of their game, or maybe it's like M Night. Where he was great out of the gate, and then didn't have anything else to back it up. Like, well, it, it see, seems I, clearly that the know, Wachowskis I'm are not, great out of the I'm gate. Not sure, and don't really have I'm a not whole sure lot. what it is exactly, except that uh, since you mentioned the Coen Brothers, you know, one of the big differences I think, and this could just <clears> be, <throat> yeah, I could be way, way off here, and it's just how it seems to me based on watching their movies. But you know, they've got the Matrix, which was great. Yeah, uh, uh, even. You know, going back in time to 1999, it's, it's not like now I'm going to say it's no good no, or anything. Great. Right? The next two movies were crap. We disagree. With I this, hated both I know, of them, I know. but they made jillions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Where The Matrix did not. Right. Right. Strangely. Yeah. <clears throat> but now, well, they didn't have anything to put behind, behind it, them. Right. 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 But then you give that a few years and they come out with two sequels at the same time. Yep. And everyone's seen The Matrix, and everyone's going to go see it. It's right. just like you know the new uh, Star Wars, right? M- the bad new old, <laughs> whatever they are. <laughs> the because Lucas now, prequels. now the new ones are right. ones that aren't out yet, right? But they're just like those movies. They're going to make a, right. billions of dollars, and it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if they're terrible. It doesn't matter before right. you see it how many people tell you it's terrible. <laughs> you're still going to go see it. Right. And when The Matrix movies. Uh, sequels came out. Didn't matter how many people said they were awful. Everyone yeah. was going to go see it because they'd seen The Matrix by now. Right. And uh, you know now it's way long ago and they rented it or right. You know whatever. Right. So those made like a ton of money. Right. And 
even with those sequels, I think it, they have the exact same problem now as they did when they uh, made made those. They think they're smart, and yeah. they think they're good at what they do. And you know, I've seen because I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan, even yeah. though I don't actually love every single movie they make. I don't like all of them, but the majority uh, of them by far. Right. Every time I've ever seen the Coen brothers talk about anything, all they do is go, I don't know, we're not that good. I mean, we just kind of try something and uh, sometimes people like it, but we, you know, we don't know anything. Right. You know, and you don't see the Coen brothers like on magazines and right. and shit like that. They're right. just like these two guys who go, uh, is this good? Do you think this is good? <laughs> right. It, it, cool. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And the Wachowskis are just sitting there going, you know, we're awesome and we're smarter than you. And we're going to show you. And yeah. everything we do is genius. Right. And, you know, they come out with the sequels to The Matrix, which are crap. They get Speed Racer, yeah. which there are some people who like. Um, okay. And it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Not now. But not now, <laughs> right. But it's weird. Yeah. And not in a good way. Right. <laughs> and and they, you know, they get people to be in it. And that movie uh, lost money. Yeah. And a lot of money. And then you get to well, worldwide eventually it, it didn't made. it didn't lose right. that much. No. Then you get Cloud At- Atlas, right? right? Cloud Atlas domestically lost a ton. Right. Worldwide, it finally caught kind of caught up and made some money. Yeah. But domestically, it only made like a fifth of its budget. Right. And now you've and and they still get this and right. they still get gigantic budget and they get this and they get you know. Big name people ish, whatever in it. I mean, pretty big people in it. And they get a massive budget and then it keeps going and going. They're making it forever. I think it's time we were done with them, really. How much money how much money do you have to lose so that you can just have movie after movie after movie that's on Metacritic and is like lucky to get fifty maybe. Right. And and like Cloud Atlas is is still like forty five and I think that's like their highest rated movie since the Matrix. Right. When does it end? It, it hopefully will end now because they don't – Hollywood as a machine certainly makes a lot of the same mistakes over and over again, but not like this to this stature, not to this grand – because this is – you're right. That's a lot of money three times basically losing, and it's like putting a three-legged horse you know, in the Kentucky – you're just not going right. to win, so why right. do it? And, it, they, and they, made enough, they made enough money on the two Matrix yeah. uh, movies that – you know, I think they each had like a, about eighty or ninety million dollar budget, and the two of them, uh, I think each one of them separately, however you want to look at it, right. made at least double its budget. Yeah. So that's a horse you're you know, going to back for a while, right? But for how long? Specifically because of that talent that they had. For me, some of the Matrix stuff that I didn't like, which was the intellectual side, which I know you really didn't like much of, because they were basically saying that they were getting paid above their, you know, knowledge base. They thought that they had way more smarts than they did to tell the story they were doing. But I always found the action in the Matrix films to be entertaining. Yeah. If if a little bit long-winded. A couple of the things, now that we're so same, far away from it. Th- just, same just thing with this movie, really. The, well, a- the action is mostly pretty good. It just goes on too long. It, it just felt like... It felt like in a lot of places I was just watching a video game where I didn't have to do much except move from left to right and avoid fire. Right. Because like, all Channing Tatum does on these air skates is just kind of move around. And, okay, look, Channing Tatum, I don't necessarily have a big you know hate on against. I, I liked him in Foxcatcher. I right. liked him strangely. What a weird movie to throw next to Foxcatcher in an example. I didn't mind him in G.I. Joe, but I'm saying it to say this is a this is a serious film and this is a throwaway action film. Right. I, I thought he was kind of fun in, in the Jump Street films. You know, I, I don't have a big thing against him, which people seem to, but he's horrible in this, not because of his, I mean, he's horribly cast. Like, looking at his dyed hair and his dyed goatee seems like the strangest thing to nitpick, but I it was so weird. It was almost like they had just cast a reggae-looking version of an albino Tom Hanks and expected me to not blink every time I saw him. Right. Like, he looked so out of place in the film. The the thing it that only the thing seemed that to like weird. have to grunt and move things. But right. the thing that was weird, and it, 
about his casting, like you're talking, it's almost like they cast him in this movie before they had ever written any of it. Uh, yeah, it seems and, like they were they like, we'll said, get Mila Kunis, whatever. who's, who's recognized <laughs> right. last year as like the best, right. greatest girl. Like friend. The it girl. She was the it girl, right. and he's he's coming on fire from all these things. You know, but one of the things that was really weird was um, none of the characters, when they had action scenes to do anything, felt like there was anything exciting in them. He he had single-handedly the two greatest weapons in any video game, apparently. He had, like, this forearm shield, which everything he shot at should have had these. They looked like... Right. He looked like he was a level one and character. And he had the only one destroying everybody. in the universe. Right. Right. And he had these air boots, you know, right. that are kind of like Marty McFly skate things. And, right. And, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, maybe on a storyboard this looks good, but with with bad characters with a bad story that was kind of a ripoff, even in that regard, of The Matrix. And it's kind of similar. you got Mila Kunis, who is this woman the whole mo- The whole movie is a ripoff of everything. Well, I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that, I'm sure, in a while. So, but Like, it, it, bad characters, bad chemistry, bad dialogue, horrible dialogue. Especially, like, if I was Eddie Redmayne, I would have paid someone to digitally erase me from this film or make people forget that this was even close to the theory of everything. Because right. the way that he steals... Uh, excuse me, chews the scenery and screams every line or mumbles the whisper. Right. You know, like I, I was, oh man, I was so he's, close to leaving. He's, he's got like a weird thing and it's funny in this movie for him to have this weird thing because yeah. he's got this weird thing like he, they, so they regenerate. I don't know if we even need to ever tell know. any part of the plot or anything, but they basically like regenerate and they're yeah. alive for a really long time, right? And it's like he regenerates, but not his vocal cords. Right. Like his little machine yeah. that he uses, somehow yeah. it does and he smokes like <laughs> 10 packs a day right, right. because he goes, why Why wouldn't I smoke 10 packs a day? Because I can regenerate and right. uh, my health is not an issue right. at all, except if only my vocal cords would get would fixed come back when, I, when yeah. I get fixed. But yeah. he just... And there's yeah. there's no reason for it. It doesn't make sense at all, except that at one like drunken writing party, somebody said, "What if we have a guy with like a really scratchy right. voice? Yeah. That'd be cool." And there there's no point to it. Yeah. And there's there's nothing about him exactly. You know, sometimes you can kind of backwards get that into a character where you're yeah. like, maybe there's some reason he acts that way right right or an angle that he's this, there's yeah. some if it, it's like if we knew a lot more about the society that they supposedly are in yeah maybe other people sort of close to his station have this way of acting right or something like that like everybody wants to like all of the royals or whatever they are you know, want to act in this very subdued way. And right. that's like hip and cool. Right. And then right. you could go, okay, fine. He acts like that. But his brother and sister don't act like that. No, right. And they are equally, you know, psychotic vampires or, right. you know, whatever they are. And they don't act like that or anything like that. Right. And it's just he's this weird, you know, it, it's like – it's like there's a whole lot of ways that we want to copy Star Wars. Right. And one of them is that Darth Vader talks funny. Right. So, so And you know he's a bad guy because So we of have it. to make him talk funny. Right. But you right. know that he's the most evil. Right. And then you've got like his brother who is, you know, Loki. Right. <laughs> and so he acts like he dances around and is goofy and he's kind of a peacock guy, except that he's really into lying and subterfuge and all this stuff except that he at the beginning throws out this thing to his brother and goes can i have the earth right will you just give it to me right. like that actually makes no sense yeah in the in the story we're telling it makes no sense that he'll say that except that it gives his sister a chance to say but the that's worth more than everything follow up right because we have to learn that one of the things that was most annoying, like what you you said, you know, is that this film kind of rips off everything. But it's clearly how much they love their own stuff in the Matrix, right. because not only is you know not only is the idea, which is this average person who's you know cleaning toilets, you know, this is the big thing that we're supposed to identify with Mila Kunis. She she's a housekeeper, you know, she she cleans up after everybody else. She cleans toilets. It's a real menial job. It's kind of like Star Wars. 
kind of like how <laughs> it's the exact it, it, and there's, story. And there's of a Star weird, Wars. there's a weird, big, hidden, exciting, you know, other set of worlds running parallel to hers, and she has no clue about it until she's brought into it suddenly because she's a target. All mm-hmm. right. So this is Neo in the Matrix, and his day job is a weird, you know, cube guy. Or Star Wars. Or or Star Wars, okay. (laughs) And Luke Skywalker is working on his farm. I forgot about a lot of this until um, Channing Tatum brings Mila Kunis to see Sean Bean. And the door opens, and these guys get into a big fist fight. Okay. Forget the bees. Forget all the weird goofiness that they understand who's royalty and all this stuff. And I suddenly remembered some of the worst stuff that I... I mean, I like the Matrix movies overall. But... In the second film, when Neo shows up and sees Seraph, and they just start throwing punches at each other for right, this extended right. choreographed 15-minute thing, and he's just like, okay, you're who you say you are. And he's like, you could have asked me. In this instance, it's weird. The Wachowskis just think people just start fighting each we other. Just when they get, have we just want to have a fight scene. Right. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I'm, I'm so bored, and I can't even pretend anymore that I'm interested in what's happening because it's so far past this, but they're making the same kind of color by number mistakes that they do in all these other films right and and for me if a film looks great that's not enough i love visuals but it's just not enough if the story isn't great but the dialogue is i'll forgive a lot because you get character you get you know you advance the story man there was like no good dialogue i I don't mean every every next step in the story is completely ridiculous it is it's like you know it's like they made the movie uh completely backwards yeah, they had the ending, and then they were like, "Well, what has we to happen get to get there?" Right. And well, what happened? There. What has to happen yeah. to get there? And when you work a story that way, right? Mm-hmm. You don't actually need any characters. No, you don't have any people who seem like they're real people. They're just people who do whatever it was and that you get, have to do to right. get to the next scene that we want to get to. Yeah. And you know, you've even got, and then it's, I mean, just everything in it is. Uh, either, either like scene for scene, somehow directly from Star Wars, yep. or somewhere in the trilogy, anywhere right? in there. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Akbar on the yeah. on the bridge mm-hmm. as uh, shit starts going wrong, right? And it feels like the same scene. You know I mean, that just feels like the you know that elephant face, you know trunk face right. there that they showed three or four times because they love right. that action figure. That's the same guy that flew with Lando. In the exactly. in the morning, like I'm looking at that and I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, what are you guys doing here? It's it's so it it really got to be surreal watching this movie at one point. And like you said, you know, it's sort of like a video game. And I and we were like an hour in ish or yeah. something. About a half hour in, I still almost was kind of going, I don't know. Something could happen. We could like switch. Right. But after like an hour, I was like, this is either the worst movie I've ever seen or the best video game I've ever watched somebody else play. <laughs> play. While right. I was yeah. like sitting on the couch next to him going, shut up, dude, go that way right. or, you know, right. whatever. I mean, it's and, and all of the action scenes are so freaking long. Right. And we, you know, we keep destroying half the city and. And what we have to tie these action scenes in with is that apparently humans have actually existed for billions of years, have huge spaceships and all this technology and all this stuff. And and what they have not invented is a way to hit anything that you shoot at. I mean, they're shooting at this guy. They got like five different spaceships shooting at a guy with his boots and a shield thing. Right. For like an hour. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what the hell. And no one can hit him. Yeah. And not only that, but like you said, you know, he's only got the two things. In the world that we're in. Right. Yeah, he should have like 15, 20 he different have, things. He should be like this should be Bond. like He should be like Iron Man. He should have all kinds of stuff. Right. To do everything. He should have crap popping out every yeah. which way. And then not only that, but at, at one point when we see him working his gadgets... Yeah, and it's really early on in the film, and he like holds out his hand, and then all of a sudden these little buttons appear Soft keys everywhere yeah. for him to start right. uh, pushing these buttons and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, this this could it be, could be this okay, could be all right. And, and then except 
He's got like 20 buttons yeah. and two things. Right. All he's got to do <laughs> is turn that? this on, turn it off, right. turn that on, turn this off. What, what the hell? What, what are all these buttons for? But it, it, it just keeps going and going and yeah. going, and it never actually gets anywhere. Like, you know, there are movies that have action scenes that go on for a long time yeah. because there's some reason to. Mm-hmm. Because something happens, they get somewhere. Right. Some other character becomes involved. Something happens where there was actually at least an excuse. Right. Even if there's not like a really legitimate point, yeah. there's at least an excuse. And these just go on just to go on. Just to show just you. Just to be longer. Yeah. Just to show you more of their uh, – I have the one idea where he's on his little boots and he goes on the bridge and he goes like oh, under man. the L. Yeah. And you, you yeah. know all this – I just want to see this happen and won't that look cool? And yeah. it's like, really, dude? It goes on forever and it's pointless. And then you get to the end. Uh, or close to the end, anyway, where uh, uh, the one <laughs> – we should talk about what the story means in, in a second. But we oh, get to we get sucks. to the one part where uh, the one brother's trying to marry her. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, there's these – there's this weird mind explosion field they have to fly through or Horse. God knows what, right? Right. And, and we have to believe both at the same time, right, <clears throat> that there's this massive – universe of humans and the one family rules them and they, they have, they must have, you know, trillions of people under their control and they have all these spaceships and everything, but there are also cops, right? Right. Who must have some kind of authority or something because people talk about them like they're cops when they they show up, when they people, right. Uh, worry about the fact that they showed up to a certain extent or whatever. And yet this whole uh, existence of humans that have been around for billions of years, and we see like this one planet where they go and it looks like, God, there really are are just jillions of people, right? And yet the way it actually works is that, you know, there's like one ship, there's one cop, right? (laughs) There's... If you want – if you're the cop and you want to board the ship of the people who don't want you to, you've got two little pods. Right, yeah. That's all, that's you, that's that's all, all you've, you've got. got working for you. It's like these worlds do not make sense right. together at all. Well, it does except if you're... that this is what I want to happen for my visual effects dream that I yeah. doodled when I woke up. And so I need to make that happen in my movie. It makes sense if you're the Wachowskis and you've got one point of view – with one story and one ambition is to and, retell that story and your theory, in different shades. And your every theory time, is that you know, everything you do is awesome. Right. You know, I, right. I don't get the... Now I'm psyched for these clips, actually. Now I'm, now I, I'm curious I don't as to what get you the found. Impression, I don't get the impression mm-hmm. from anything that happens in this movie yeah. uh, or the two sequels or Speed Racer or Cloud Atlas... I don't get the impression that there was ever any point where the Wachowskis took their screenplay and had anyone else look at it and say, is anything wrong with this? Right. Or is this good? Right. Or or anyone could give them any notes or cr- feedback criticism, or criticism about anything yeah. that would mean anything because they're like, you know, they're they're <laughs> they're like uh, Maleficent, you know, right. They're like Angelina Jolie acting. Right. It's like this is good because I'm doing it. Right. And every single step that happens in the movie, even when there are some points in the movie that in some other movie, they would be kind of okay. You know, there's yeah, like uh, the the scene when Channing Tatum breaks in and uh, rescues her from the hospital place where she yeah. is, right? Right. That scene, totally on its own and not in a movie at all, right. you would go, that's not a bad scene right. for like a little action that, scene yeah. thing, right? right? You'd go, all right, that's okay. Yeah. Then you have to make it all the way to the end of the movie where they're apparently just driving their two ships through like an automated minefield of some right. kind. Yeah. And it goes on forever. Yeah. And – they both died like a thousand times right. and right. just had more lives. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of those because. movies that fulfills every action cliche where it's like, you know, time is running out. We're not going to be able to make it. No one can do oh, it. Oh, man. Well, it was Kane horrible. can do it. You know, and it happens over and over again where the impossible is all. This guy, 
with his it was so arm horrible. His it was so horrible that everything happened at exactly the last it's possible always second. Right. It was so ridiculous. Right. And there's, uh, you know, she just didn't get married by like right. a one moment. more second, right. yeah. and the whole universe would yeah. have been different, anyway. right? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, anyway, um, you wanna you wanna do those? You want to play some? I I guess we could do them. They're uh, they're they're sort of <laughs> ridiculous, but they're they're kind of fun. And you know, I will say this though. Um, I, I just I guess after seeing this movie, I have to totally write off the Wachowskis, right? Channing Tatum yeah. and uh, Mila Kunis, or yeah. however you pronounce her name. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of will give them uh, like a pass on, on being in this movie, right? Okay. Because yeah. I think they are both kind of like. I, I bet I get a lot of money, right? And I'm right. Kind, I'm kind of okay with that. Sean Bean, I do not give. He should know better. I, I do not yeah. give the same leeway. Why don't you give that. Sean Bean? Sean Bean's great because he should know. Better, he should know better. You know, I will say this. I'll say that everything about the film that sucks, and it sucks everywhere except <laughs> the visuals, um, is the Wachowskis' fault. I don't necessarily think that Channing Tatum, Mila Kunis, Sean Bean, I do think Eddie Redmayne was horrible in it. But I think he was told to be like but this. He, but exactly. So this I don't, is just I'm like not, when we were having the Johnny Depp conversation, exactly. right? He was doing exactly what yeah, they wanted to do. And they, they single-handedly crafted this vision and, and they put it forth as being their project. I actually think that if you can understand what I'm trying to say by really sounding like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, the film sucks horribly. But they're not bad in it. Because no. they're doing okay. They're not they're not the reason it sucks so bad. I, I don't, it's the story I don't and the direction. So. And, and the e- editing. E- oh my God. Even though the things uh that you said about Channing Tatum being in the movie, right? There, yeah, there right. are things about him being in it right. that I don't like even more than exactly. I don't like you the know movie. what I was saying, right? Right, but, but I think he was he did good. Fine. He did. Good. I, I think there were yeah. there were several times when I actually thought he was really good, yeah. and, and I was like, kind of going, is he not as bad as I think he is? Because yeah. I did, be, not that I think that he's terrible, but no, I but just, he's taking I don't a bad rap. He's great. He's taking a bad rap for the stuff that he's done, and he's he's basically like this beefcake guy. Right. So everyone likes to take swings at him. He's he's been good in a lot of the stuff I see him in. Right. And you know? and he's so, he's pretty good in anyway. this. Yeah. And I will say this too, um, man. What a Wachowski bomb uh, this Mila, is. Mila Kunis has a hard job here, yeah, because she has to do stupid stuff, yeah. Uh, um, because this whole thing where we have to see her scrub a toilet like fifty times, right? You know, it's actually enough just to be uh, immigrant maid, right? And maybe you could just show her in people's houses a few times, right. yeah. I, maybe we see her scrubbing a toilet once, right, or whatever. I don't have to see her scrubbing a toilet fifty times. You know, it doesn't make anything different yeah. happen. I right? know. I know we're going to jump to this. One of the only parts of the film that I actually enjoyed, and th- it was strange. It was only like three minutes long. Is that scene? I mean, I know what you're saying, but when she wakes up, she's like, "I hate my life." Yeah, and, and right. like, there's like a thirty second montage of her doing these all these different things. I like that. Like, yeah, I like that. I that like was that a, moment. That was okay. But we don't need to see it, but still, we get it. But, but it doesn't have to be as ridiculous, agreed, you know. Agreed. And they really pushed it. Like, right. she's basically licking the toilet, and, you know, right? So they to just, show how bad she is, and they just and keep doing it, dejected. doing it. And it was, it was yeah. almost like. And then they show their basic, their house and their life and all right. the people there. And it's like, you know, at one point you kind of half expect them to go upstairs and they're like on Snowpiercer with, you know, bunk beds that are like eight <laughs> I, yeah, deep right, or whatever. I, All right. I mean, it's, like, you right. know, you've gone on too long. But yeah. the point was that she has to do a bunch of stupid stuff. And even she does pretty good with she does. everything she has to do yeah. uh, until she has to decide to go rescue her parents. Then it's all. And it's not her fault. Right. I think I agree because it's the dumbest thing that's ever happened in a movie. Yeah, and she couldn't sell it. Right, and it, you can't blame her for that. But I don't know how was, talented you have to be to sell that because that, that's just that, unbelievable. At that point of the movie, I agree. That was so dumb. Yeah, that there's there was nothing you could do, and you could see all the other actors around. Yeah. Uh, everybody looked like they wanted to, you know, uh, go to their trailer. Right. Right. <laughs> they're, we're, they're call filmed, for lunch. They're Do filming something. the scene, right. and they're all kind of like pulling back out of yeah. shot a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. All right. Anyway, all right, so so uh, we'll well we'll start with the Machowski, Wachowskis, okay. I guess. Right. Um, 
It's actually in general, we're children of the 20th century, and that means that we're drawn to originality. Originality was always the primary draw. It was always the thing that made you excited to see something different, see something that you hadn't seen before. And if you think of like Star Wars and Raiders and Alien and Terminator, and they have the fact that they're original material written for the movies, written to be a movie. We grew up sort of in that culture where we're, we're, we're attracted to things that haven't been told before or seen before. So uh, the the thing that I love about that clip, and and there there's uh, there's no good interview footage with Wachowskis uh, about this movie. I'll really, just, I'll, I'm just going to throw that out. If somebody finds one and wants to call me a liar, send it to me. Right. Okay. I'll be happy to listen to it. But the reason that I I wanted to put that one out there is because uh, so that's just uh, Lana Wachowski right. uh, actually, even though it's the Wachowskis. Uh, I don't know if they. Uh, actually designate themselves separately anymore or whatever. I don't think they do. But um, just the fact that she thinks that something original happened in this movie. Right. I think it, you know, will tell you everything you need to know about this movie. It's, it's almost like you see how we made a spaceship that looks like a kingfish. Right. No one's done that before. So now there's originality in the movie or, you know, the, uh, the weird little owl, a guy yeah. who are like sort of the upper bureaucrats or whatever. Yeah. No one has ever made a guy look right. exactly like that. Yeah. So now the movie is really original, right? right? Everything that happened, there is not one thing in this movie that happens that's original. Right. And not only that, but it's, it's the worst weirdly blended kind of not original yeah. that I think I've ever seen. You know, we have all this stuff going on where, you know, we've got like the girl assassin riding on the spe- Air bike. speeder yeah. bike from Empire, right? Which is like the exact same bike, except yeah. but this one turns invisible, so right. that's original. Right. See how that's right. original? But it's like there's this weird sci-fi crap, and then they go, you know, we really like Star Wars, so we're going to make this movie that's just steals, I swear to God, the Star Wars plot from beginning to end and right. makes a few tweaks with who's who and in what position they are. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they go, but you know, I really like Brazil too. Right. So I'm going to make this other part of the movie be like exactly from Brazil, despite right. the fact that technologically speaking, it could not make more, <laughs> it could not make less sense. Oh, right. That all of a sudden you're in this like massively future world but when we want to say this crap about bureaucracy and we want to just have a little homage to Brazil, all yeah. of a sudden people are using like calculators from like 500 from, years ago yeah. or something. I yeah. mean, they're like, they're, and everyone is in these little cubicles and everyone is, you know, we just put it all together into a thing and then it just ends. Yeah. And then we just go, we're done with that. Yeah. And now we've made our joke about going to the DMV. And now we're just back, back in our now. other world. Right. Oh, God, it was so bad. But, that I, I mean, uh, that's my challenge. Somebody give somebody you a good send interview. me an email. Somebody tell me, well, give me a good interview. That'd be a good right. one, too. But right. tell me something that's actually original, original that happens in this movie. There is not one original thing that happens in this movie. When we were wa- – I mean, I know we got a few minutes left and you got a couple more to do. But it, it was screaming to me of – Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, Star Wars, and then Matrix, like ripping off. Right. Like the owl guy, I was like, as soon as I saw him, I went, well, if they ever do Buck Rogers, that's Hawk. Right. Like that's how they'll do him perfectly. Right. And then they had like the the little mousy guy, the, the, right. the you know, that guy with the little red nose and the white drawn out. I mean, I was right. like, oh, Reapage. Right. <laughs> right. But, anyway. but, uh, but yeah, it's like they've got the little dragon guys and they've got um you know, it's almost like there's this weird idea of what originality means. Right. You know, as long as somebody makes a sci fi movie and the special effects guy comes up with a alien that isn't really a direct ripoff of other aliens and other, other movies, then all of a sudden the movie's original and like I, I don't know, the story is and good. Then, then or, you can stand on that. You can say, well, right. you you just you know look at we and, and you know there's there's certain scenes of the movie too that are so bizarrely just taking the storyboard mm-hmm. and filming it 
in in like a weird CGI thing. You know, there's the one part where they're walking through the big halls, and you yeah. see these giant arches, yeah, and the little dragon guys walking below it, and you're like, that is just the storyboard. That is right. just CGIing the storyboard and yeah. saying you're a movie maker. It right. was really weird. Uh, anyway, we got a couple more. We got uh, Mila, and I love this one because uh, I hate to rip on actors and actresses in in this way. Yeah, but I'm not surprised. I guess that she signed <laughs> on for it right. because this is just uh, well, just listen to it. But it was science fiction, and it was very futuristic, but it was very relevant. And very present in today's time, I think what what makes the story so different and why it's so special, partially because of the Wachowskis, is because um, they're so smart and they're so political, and um, and so this movie very much mirrors real life. Yes, it's set in space in certain ways, but I think that you could take that aside from it, and it actually is very much rooted in t- in today's um, social relevance. See what you what you didn't realize when you were busy not liking the movie is that there's a whole other level, yeah, to this yeah. movie. Look, I, I mean, I don't know Mila Kunis, and I and everything that I've basically understood is that she's nice and genuine and sweet. But no, someone needs to tell her what relevant means. Like a relevant movie is black or white or Selma, right. because those issues are pertaining to today's issues in a way that this trash is not. Right. Like, not to call it trash is to demean it, but just there's, there's nothing relevant about what's happening I, here. I mean, this is like... Uh, that's, a, that's a ridiculous assessment to try to prop up something no, that maybe this, you don't feel is that great it, on its own. This is like, I, I don't know exactly where this comes from, but this is like somebody makes a, a, a new a version of Camelot next year. Yeah. And right. uh, see how there are people who are like the higher ups and there are people who are like serfs or whatever below King Arthur or something like that. And there's like a whole cast system. Right. That's very relevant to like right. today's world of like the haves and the have nots. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's nothing even that happens that is even trying to be political or right. Or anything. It's right. just it happens to be, you know, like Star Wars is relevant because uh, the Empire is in right. charge of everything right. or right. whatever. Anyway. I mean, I just I just think she's using relevant in a way that I'm not going to assume she doesn't know. You know, it just it certainly doesn't apply. I, I am because you, she I, thinks she's clearly <laughs> trying to tell me that something else like is it. going on. You in like this it movie. when people yeah. take you on on Twitter, though. Uh, I like this one. This is Sean Bean, and I I like this one for a very special reason. Right. And uh, I'll tell you what that is after we play it. And in Lana, I mean, they've got a vision which is you know a very original and 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 kind of as I said, kind of groundbreaking vision. They don't do things that are formats. They don't do things that have done before. In fact, they try to avoid, from what I get and from what I know, things that have been done before. They don't want to do that. They want to do something original and new and thoughtful and visionary. And the reason <laughs> that, I, that I want to, to share that one with, with you is because that interview clip clearly before he actually read the script. Right. right. <laughs> I agree. Well... Anyway, th- and it, and and I mean that like it really is. Like you're not this, being this, funny. You're this, not being playful. No, that was that was really this is really an yeah. uh, interview clip from uh, before yeah. filming got yeah. underway or something. Well, there you go. There's 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 our, ascending. There's our t- Next week, you know, because we're running out of time anyway, and right. I, yeah, I we know you don't want to go over don't for this. To go you know, over. we got the Kingsman coming up, and we're both pretty excited. We're both curiously excited. Like, I don't know, like, excited, excited, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it, partially right. because of what it's saving me from, but also I, because there's a bit of curiosity here. I know I know what Matthew Vaughn's capable of, and I know what Mark Millar writes, and, and it should be really good. Right. And uh, so we've got 60 seconds. Um, thanks for tuning in and share and subscribe and rate us on iTunes and all that good stuff. And before we go, I'm seriously just going to throw this out. Somebody out there, probably who's not listening to this anyway, but uh, those of you who are listening, you can share it with uh, the people that you know who aren't listening, uh, thinks that this is a really great movie. And uh, here's my challenge to the world at large. You love this movie and think that we're crazy and think that it's great. You write your review and send it to me. I will publish it on areyouscreening.com. That's and pretty good. You, That's a gauntlet. And you, the, you throw I, the gauntlet I, down. Exactly. I, and I want. I can't wait to read that. So. I, I am. Anyone who wants to send that I in. I hope the Wachowskis send you a review. That yeah, would be great. That 
That would anyway, be great. I, all right. I hope anyone sends me a positive <laughs> review of this, right. wherever it's from. Cool. All right, so thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week uh, with the Kingsman yeah. and hopefully a uh, better review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.